reunited and it feels, feels so good. Peaches and herb. This is a special moment. I'm just going to call it out. Uh, Julie Foudy joins your mom back to reminisce with her friend and former Stanford teammate. I I'm going to get out of the way in a minute and let you two go. But Julie, um, this is awesome. Thank you so much for making this. Oh time. my gosh. Thank you yeah. for having me. No, thanks for being asked. here. Thank you for being here. You're the greatest human being ever. Oh, yeah. that's me. I yes. can't wait to hear all the stories about how like Lisa used to bully you uh, <laughs> and all things. I'm sure there's a lot of them, but I got to start with really quick, Julie, because this is our, our first official meeting, but you have been in my life for a very long time. Aww. So when I was a third grader playing on the Venom soccer team in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, my dad, my dad, shout out to Gary, got me this poster. Oh, shut up. For those on audio who are not watching this on YouTube, this is a, a, a poster of picture. Julie Foudy. I mean, flying through the air. It's one of yeah. my favorite posters ever. It's a great quote about being a tomboy, which I was. It was on my wall. Quads. Look at her quads. Oh my God. Her like quads seriously. Julie, that's yeah. amazing. Like, that's, per like wow. perfect. Shout out Hamstrings are just like, yeah. oh. Um, but I literally had that on my wall all the way through high school. And so it is a modern day miracle that I still have it because Aww. I've moved a hundred times and I purge everything. But through all my moves, I saved that. I gave Ashley it to my niece. Saved the so I just got to say, I, like eight-year-old me is freaking out and about to start crying right now that I get to meet you. And I'm sure there's been so many people who have said that to you, but I'm one of thousands of girls that you inspired and you were on my wall for a long time. So this is a cool moment for me, especially. Uh, Thank you. Oh, uh, that's really nice. Thanks, and, Ashley. And now I have a body size picture of Lisa on my wall because I'm making up for lost time. So I can't show that one. On I'm the TV. before picture and you're the after. So Oh, but it is good we to all be back nice together. Out of Lisa. Yes. I know. I'll send you one for your house for sure. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that's really inspiring. <laughs> Here, don't I, I want four kids. <laughs> I want to steal a line from your podcast, which I absolutely love, Julie, which is set the scene for us. Like, wh where are you? How are you? How are you coming into this? Yeah, I want every I interview of your life. Go. Every detail. Um, I am at my house. And the kids are at school, so life is good. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I'm actually uh, home for a little bit. Anytime I'm home, I do a little whoop whoop. I'm trying. <laughs> that was my COVID <laughs> lesson: is less yeah. travel, more time present. Mm playing beach volleyball, not, not with my kids. I just want to play beach volleyball. I want to be playing pickleball. I love it. Oh, I've gotten into pickleball too. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. Are you so, mad that uh, I think I'd yeah. beat you in pickleball? Yeah. Oh, I like, would crush you, Lisa. Oh, Julie, I'd kick your ass so hard. You would know it hit you. You don't even know. I would so crush you. You. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> hell no. Hell no. You could dribble the ball more than me, you, but I would kick your ass in pickleball. Do, do you? I know you're so fast too. You'd be like that little like dash going around the pickleball Just court. Chalk it up as a loss. Chalk it up as a loss, but you'll get better. I'll teach you a few things. That's all. I remember walking with Lisa, by the way. I remember walking with Lisa uh, when I was out visiting her and we're walking there and there's like this little pickleball with these like women who looked like they were a little bit older, maybe in their, I don't know, 60s, 70s. And they were playing pickleball and just having a nice time. And Lisa looks over at me. We're having this big conversation. She goes, I would kick both of their asses so hard. And I was like, okay, but <laughs> would you, because that I was just going to say like, 
so for this, for example, this weekend we go see my parents who are in Palm Desert, and my sister and I. Whenever we go see them, it's like pickleball heaven out there. They live oh, in a retirement yeah. community. They have like fifteen gorgeous lit courts. So we <laughs> always bring our pickleball paddle. We go there. We think, you know, like we, we're athletes. We can do this. We get our asses handed to us <laughs> by 70, 75 year olds. And my oh, kids yeah. think that is the best thing ever because they so play good. all that angle game. You know, they're quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know? I've had a few of those too, where I'm like, are you kidding me? With the, they got oh. the knee brace, they're <laughs> on the court. And you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. There's some really good older pickleball players. Uh. <laughs> Julie, what was Lisa like as a teammate? Oh, I, I'm like dying <laughs> to hear what she was like during her Stanford days from what you remember. Okay, Lisa, what? So you were, I may you were great at not, grades ahead? Don't. I may or may not have texted our Stanford soccer thread. And yeah. that I'm not on. Thank you. God. I know. It, well, it, uh, it's mostly like my class. Okay. Um, but, uh, I'm way older than Julie, way older, <laughs> like two years, <laughs> my two years. <laughs> Um, I, I haven't read all of them and nice. I really Good. need to read Good. all of them before I actually read them on air. Cause they're not going to be clean. Um, it's okay. We can edit. No. Do you remember that she goes, this is from Kim Peterson, KP. Oh, okay, Do you remember, uh, that road trip when we were in a van and she was showing to passing cars, honk, if you like the driver's boobs, <laughs> Blair, Blair apparently was driving. <laughs> well, then we got a lot of honks because Blair so had it going on. No one is honking. <laughs> okay. Then um, there was a moment Lisa and I shared one of my favorite Lisa stories is when, oh. was that my freshman year when the earthquake hit? Um, the, it was 89. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Because it was during a World Series, blah, blah, blah. It was 89. We had oh. this huge it, earthquake Hey, wait, hit. can I preempt this? I'm from Miami, Florida. We a hurricane would hit, but we'd have like a week notice to evacuate just so you know, so we could prepare, we could hunker down. I didn't even know what an earthquake was. I'm like, oh, whatever. So, okay, go ahead. Loma Prieta, someone said was the name of the earthquake, right? Sure. Um, so literally I had just headed the ball and I went towards the fence to get the ball and the earthquake moved the earth so much that I like fell into the fence and I thought like I was dizzy from heading the ball. Then I looked up and there are waves like the, yes. the actual earth was in waves. You yes. can see um, moving like that. And Lisa, <laughs> you're such a bitch. Can we not have her on please? Can we? I'm loving Lisa. this. Where's Brandy Chastain? She'd be a way better. Lisa's like, do not let me die a virgin on this field. I, I am gonna fall into the crack and die. And then, <laughs> hey, I've never been in an earthquake. Calm down. I thought the world. I am crazy. dying right now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, people are clearing the stands, and she's like, "We are dying here." Dying. I had a die. phobia because I thought the earth was going to crack in half. And I remember thinking, yeah. I just want to be on the right side of where the, of the crack. I want to be on the correct side. What I don't even know what that was. So then <laughs> oh, that's these, the, my, our teammates reminded me that when um, oh my the earthquake was over, she was telling people that she single-handedly pulled people out of the rubble <laughs> of, of Loma Prieta. <laughs> 
I was basically a hero that day. I didn't wake up knowing I was going to be a hero, but no, I was no hero. I'm scared to death. Not all heroes wear capes, but they are virgins. Um, this is my favorite okay. thing. I I have not record, keep going, Julie. Thing. Please keep going. No, that's good. We're good. Anyway. Oh, oh they, they do want to know if you um if you still snap your fingers. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. When I get so that the- was a thing from college. Oh, that was in high. Yeah. I always was- thought it okay. Can I say I always thought it was like you maybe used to pack dips and that was yeah, like that you, no. You know what? Growing up in Miami, I think it was like a Cuban thing. Like all the Cubans, I remember the Cuban men would do it and I learned how to do it. And then all of a sudden it became a, a reaction when I get nervous. So yeah. I did I think I saw you snapping for Christian the other day on something. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, she still does it. <laughs> it's when I'm out of control and it's the one yeah, I don't know. I have some anyway, okay, enough about me. It's yeah. good. Haven't changed one bit, Lisa. That I I admire. Well, you either, sort of, kind of. I don't know. Let's talk. <laughs> a little more wrinkles, more laugh yeah. lines. Same, same. Yeah. Larger chest. Point. I've had a few. <laughs> I know. Yeah. See more scars, whatnot. Yeah. Pumped out a few kids. <laughs> it happens. But oh. other than that, exactly the same. I will tell. I will say too. Like for all the funny stories, and I'm sure, Lisa, if there's anything you'd want to share about Julie, go ahead. But when I texted you and said, "What, what do you remember about Julie as a teammate?" I remember I was just we were just kind of going back and forth ahead of this interview, and you made some like perfectly wisecrack thing about how she used to bully you and you deserved it and all the rest. And then you came immediately back and you said, "Just kidding. She was the best teammate of all time." And yeah. Lisa doesn't give out. No, I don't accolades. She she ever. literally doesn't compliment anyone. <laughs> you, she was. Look, like, you have to talk about my hair. I mean, she's, she was a... we all had bad hair back then. Come on, I, I, I was a rite of passage. Yeah, to have bad hair back then. Yours yeah. wasn't that bad. Yours wasn't. I was afraid. Bad. Um, I was afraid my hair would grow up instead of down if I grew it out <laughs> because it was that big. So. You had short hair for a bit. You for a little oh, bit, yeah. and it was a little puffy. Yeah, but it looked good. Oh, yeah. It went really well with your like really good quads, your amazing quads. Okay. So besides her quads and her great hair, what, what made Julie Foudy a great teammate, Lisa? Well, just to be serious regarding soccer, literally, Julie, you were the best. You kept it. You were the perfect combination of keeping it serious and also making it fun at the same time. And when you joined the team, I actually felt like we united. We like became a te- more of a team. You were so Aww. kind and generous. And not just that, but you backed it up on the field because you were so good. So am- I just remember like a couple of times, like you literally would plant the ball at my like right foot. And I remember thinking, if I don't make this, I would feel guilty because anyone <laughs> could make this shot because you were the best midfielder ever. And I had to play forward. So you'd have to feed me the balls and literally pr- you were so good. So good. It's no wonder you went on when had so much I mean, success. So. The nice yeah. thing is you had, you had Lisa on one side, you had this, this other Jen. player. Jen Rocket, the Rocket. Yep. Yeah. And so Jen Roland, because there was like 50 gens on our team. We literally, I think we had three gens. There were three gens, but this is the Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket. I had two rockets that I just like, you just launch it. That's pretty easy as a midfielder. Just, just send it. No, go get it. You made us look good. You're saying it's, you know, I promise. Yeah. We were, we were a little bit fast, but man, did you make us look good? You made our job easy. That's for sure. So thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, we had a fun team. We I, did. I miss those years. Those were fun. Those were fun. I wish I appreciated it more at the time. I remember just grueling sometimes of just going to the practices. But yeah, it was fun. We had some good, good girls on the team. They were fun. 
I, to that point, Lisa, I think there's a lot of people that I've heard, and particularly at Stanford, and I've been lucky enough to be around a lot of Stanford people in the day job that I have at the Pac-12, but a lot of them say, I, I knew Stanford was special. I felt really lucky to be there, but it wasn't until years removed and kind of looking back did I realize how formative that place was and the people in particular who I was with. So do you, Julie, do you feel that way as, as you oh, have yeah. gotten older oh, when yeah. you look back, you appreciate it in a different way? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that, you know, you, I think, I, I think that probably rings true for a lot of college age kids, right? You just don't realize yeah, it was right. this little utopia um, in a sense that everyone lives on campus. I mean, think about, there's not many colleges still where you have, most of your four years are spent on campus with everyone. It was just, I mean, spring days were spent playing volleyball on the grass or studying. Yeah. I'm so sad they they tore down Meyer Library, by the way, in that big old sun deck, because I spent a lot of days on that sun deck. <laughs> yep. We did. Or Lisa used out. to make out. Yeah. At least yeah. <laughs> making out. Out. So you're on the sun deck. I was down below in the stacks. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what virgins did. They made out. I was like, for the record, I didn't think she was a virgin. So, um, <laughs> so no comment. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it was. And I mean, you're surrounded by a bunch of amazing women on the team. We have that community. And yeah, it's a special place. Um, yeah, it really I is. Do, it still I do is. love it. Yeah. I, we got it. We we're here to talk about the World Cup, so we'll, we're going to get to this we? year's World Cup. I get. I mean, I'm. I I know we have to because we promised that when we Wait, last story. Talk, so last guess, story. Yeah. Oh gosh, please. Um, I just saw this one. Um, that she used to tell people in the airport we were a collegiate outdoor gymnastics troupe, <laughs> <laughs> a circus troupe. <laughs> we kind of were. <laughs> oh, I mean. I'm just, hey, is, she hasn't changed. She there was not a lot of traveling. There was a lot of traveling we had to do. Tom, we might as well make like our driver's boobs. Like that is just really. <laughs> and she's like, hey, why is no one honking? <laughs> oh, oh, God, oh, Lisa McCaffrey, oh, you are a special, <laughs> special lady. Um, okay. So do you, I mean, we, let's talk about the World Cup. Let's talk about World your, like, can we, and we'll, we're going to talk obviously about this year's World Cup because I know this is an exciting time, but can we just, go back to and lisa again when we were chatting about this you had such a poignant memory of watching the 1999 world cup lisa yes um that you, oh my so God. poignant you can't even remember right now no no no, i can't <laughs> i can't remember i just remember sitting there i was crying especially in the finals because i was breastfeeding one of my kids and i just remember i had mastitis and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here with like kids and I'm bleeding and I feel like sick. But at the same time, you guys were just so, it was just, it took me away from what was happening at the moment to me. And I could escape and watch you guys and watch you guys just, oh, it was just, it was one of the most amazing times in sports history that I've ever seen. Just what a victory for uh -huh. women, for everyone. It was really neat. It was really amazing. So. so you're saying while we were winning a World Cup, your nipples were bleeding? 100%. And my baby was throwing up my blood, not his blood, my blood. So damn. Yep. That is so painful. Horrible mastitis. Yep. So let's talk about uh, that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what are distracting me? So I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Pretty oh. much watching your former teammates win a World Cup is probably the only thing that could make mastitis. That's the only, right. Better. That was the only thing that yeah. made me feel better. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree with that. What do you remember? I mean, Julie, I'm sure you, yeah. and you've done so much to, to commemorate what that team was what that season was like that win where how do you think that 99 
you know, World Cup team changed things? What fundamentally, as you look back, what do you th- what do you think it changed? I, I mean, it showed people what was possible, the potential. I, I mean, we, I've said this a million times, but there we could have so easily done that on a smaller scale, regionalized it, smaller stadiums. That's what FIFA wanted us to do. And um, and thankfully, U.S. soccer goes, no, we're going to do it nationally, big stadiums. Um, and we took a lot. We actually took some criticism for that. Like, how dare you, you know, be putting this on in these 90,000 seat stadiums that are going to be empty? <laughs> and we were like, well, how do you know they're going to be empty? Why are you assuming they're going to be empty? You asswipe. No, they <laughs> might not be empty. So am I allowed to swear on this? Catastrophe? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was, was the first time ever anyone's ever sworn. But we'll yeah, I, I have a really hard time with not swearing. Um, so uh, I think the th- thing that I that we're most proud of is it showed the potential for what women's sports should look like. I mean, mind you, I thought that was going to flip the the script right away and everyone would be, you know, oh, yes, I'm on board with women's sports. Obviously, it's taken another 20 yeah. plus years to but get there. Like, there. I've just based on the success from from that victory. Yeah. Gosh, and anyway. I'm like, why is it taking us another 20 years to finally realize like, oh, women's sports is actually something we should bet on and we should invest in that. And you don't have to, the good news is, is no longer do you have to waste your energy on convincing people that women's sports are something good to bet on and invest Mm -hmm. in. So that's good. But I thought that would have happened after they saw 99 and it took another couple decades. Yeah. 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 What do you think Brandy Chastain's shirt off sports bra, like that iconic image uh, and I've talked to her about this at the time. She didn't really think anything of it. And then all of a sudden she has, is having people, you know, sign hand her posters when you guys are, I think it was, she was saying when you guys were doing the parade, uh, people were having posters of that shot yeah. that they wanted her to sign. What, as you look back again, all these years later, like what was that part of it that kind of women's sports, what, what did it, what did it emote to you? What do you think it signified? Um, you know, when it actually happened on the field, I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to answer so many questions about this in the media. I was like, just put your shirt on, Brandy. She always was naked, right? So we were always like, oh, of course she takes her shirt off. But now I'm like, well, hell yeah. It symbolized like this unapologetic, I'm strong. Yeah, you can see my sports bra. Who the hell cares? Love it. Um, and this is who I am, and I'm celebrating in this moment. And so now I'm like, yes. And but men do it all the time. They score a goal, they rip their shirt off yeah. all the time. We can do it too. I love it. So, um, yeah. And, you know, that's exactly, she had grown up watching soccer and men's players do it. And it was just this reactive, it was fantastic. People are like, was it, was it staged? Oh gosh. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's Brandy. (laughs) Uh, I'm just happy it wasn't this abs set right here. That was (laughs) something that would have not been good for the cover of Sports Illustrated. You just pull your shorts up and show your quads. You're good. Show them your hamstrings and it's yeah. fine. Um, I, but I was, I was listening to the 99ers podcast reunion and your, your podcast is terrific. I absolutely love it. Laughter permitted. If you haven't listened to it or if you haven't subscribed yet, like stop what you're doing, pause this, go find it and subscribe and then come back. But there were so many, it was like, I felt like, I mean, I almost wanted to get a, a beer and sit there and listen to that entire thing because you guys were having 
it was it was a reunion of friends getting together, reliving yeah. one of this this most magical moment. Iconic. There were so many great stories that came out of that. Do you have a favorite sort of behind the scenes story from that World from Cup? From ninety nine, yeah, or from the reunion? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of neither one. There was a lot. <laughs> there's a lot we couldn't air of the reunion. Poor Lynn. I, I was thinking that too. I'm so glad I didn't have to edit. This. I was like. You're- you're going to need a week to edit this and you only have a day. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think you should just say 99ers raw and let it all go. And she's like, oh, God. No. I, I think that just in terms of, I was thinking in the final specifically, the Rose Bowl, the, my favorite story is when Brandy goes, you know, I love when fans come up to me and was like, I was in the Rose Bowl that day and it was hot. And she's like, no shit. I was there too. And it, my, my like cleats were, were melting. Thanks for telling me it was hot. Is that how you got? That's your memory? That it was hot? Do you yeah. think she wants that those people want their money back? Like, is that what they're looking for? Because yeah. they were so hot? What? Oh my so my favorite memory is, and it and it symbolized actually what it what didn't happen in the final. It was um it was actually at Soldier Field in Chicago. So like a few games into the tournament. Because we didn't know like how responsive fans would be if people would show up. We knew that the ticket sales were going well, but we didn't know that it would snowball into the event it became. And just, I mean, it quickly accelerated. And then everyone wanted to talk to you. And suddenly we were rock stars and, you know, thousands of people showing up at practices. And we were like, what the hell is going on? We've never had this before. And there was this woman, as we finished our game, we played Nigeria in Chicago at Soldier Field. And the bus is had become the area you know the loading area uh, it had become just absolutely chaos like getting to the bus and getting the fans away and so the fans are screaming as we're getting on the bus and this is only a couple games in and this woman starts running with the bus and she's running and we're on a police escort and so it's getting faster and faster and she just she's dodging traffic and people and she's staying running (laughs) Was it Lisa McCaffrey? I I think her name was Lisa. Was that inappropriate? (laughs) And she's holding this child that she's breastfeeding. And there's blood. (laughs) (laughs) She's bleeding out as she's chasing this bus. Yeah, I need one more autograph. Okay, Julie, calm down. All right, I needed one more. (laughs) So finally, I mean, we're, we're cheering her on on the bus. And then we're like, what are we doing? We're only encouraging this. She's going to die. And she's weaving through traffic in the, the police escort. So we're like, stop the bus. Stop the bus. So they stop the bus. And she's panting. She comes up to the bus. And she, and we, um, I think Brandy actually took her cleat off, signed her cleat, and we handed it to her. And she, it's this great video of her like kissing, like, wow, her cleat. Like, thank you. That was worth it. I almost died. But... <laughs> You should have signed her up. She sounds like she's got great endurance and faster speed. Than me, that's for certain. But most are. Um, but that's like that's it. Like we started to get a sense of oh, like something's resonating here in a different yeah. way than we've never seen before. This is crazy. These people are crazy. That's, so, that is that's special fun. though, because I'm sure yeah. there are those moments where you've played the sport your your whole life and you've achieved a lot, and then all of a sudden you you have a poignant thing like that happen. And yeah, it's a reminder of, of what you're doing and what you're building. Okay. So tell us your plans for this year's world cup. You're covering it. Um, well it's on Fox and I don't do Fox stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm covering it, but I'm not calling it. Okay. So, okay. so where I'll, will you, will you be able I'll to go? Doing, Are you going? Uh, some sports center stuff. Okay. Um, 
another COVID lesson was, do I need to work this hard? I don't oh. think so. So yeah. my goal Amen. is actually to, I'm going to go to New Zealand and um, I have to come back because I do Little League World Series as well for ESPN. And um, so I'm going to come back and, but I'm going to catch the first half of it in New Zealand, like those first three games and maybe the round of 16. Um, but my goal is to like explore New Zealand and mm -hmm. also work cool. and cover it, but not like I would typically at World Cup. I mean, typically you're there and you're grinding it out. And but ESPN doesn't have the rights to uh, to U.S. soccer games anymore. I, I took all my commentating to Turner for soccer stuff um, and Warner Brothers Discovery. So, anyways, long story short, I'll be there. But I'm I'm hoping that I'm there like enjoying it exploring just, and being a tourist i'll good. help you if you want i can do your makeup yes. and i'll be your fluffer and i'll just like walk yes. around i'll help you explore new zealand is that all right yes please you're you're invited thank you she's a great fluffer she's I get a great me on that fluffer. group chat and we'll see you in new zealand let's go <laughs> uh, oh okay so tell wait, us like what yeah. are what are we excited to see like if i'm a novice yeah. I, I know that i am excited for the team usa and i know that i'm going to watch yeah. it like what is right. what are the storylines like what are the things that you're excited to see on well no one male or female world cup team has ever gone back to back to back mm, so wow. you've had some dual winners like the us right now so the us women won in 2015 they won in 2019. Uh, brazil has done that before on the men's side i think italy maybe has done that before on the men's side um, I could be wrong on that, but for sure, Brazil, but no one has done the three back to backs. Let's to -backs. Go. Oh. So the three Pete, um, <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see, um, if they can, you know, make history by doing that. I think, um, they, you know, one of the things they learned from the Olympics, this last Olympics, when they didn't do so bueno, was that they wanted to bring in a younger crop of players. And so they have managed to do that really well. But two of those younger players are now out yeah. um, with some injury. Obviously, Mal Swanson, Mal Pugh before, now Mal Swanson. Yeah. Uh, that, that loss, brutal. In the last games that just happened in April, I mean, it was just brutal. So... Um, she's not making it back to the world cup with a, you know, torn patella tendon. Patella, yeah. And, um, I don't know if that's been said, but I just can't see, I, plus I don't think that's fair to her to put those expectations yeah. on her. So, um, it, and this is a player that had, I had, I, I've watched Mal play from, you know, she was a 16 year old on the Olympic team in 2016, 16, 17 year old. And then. Um, she had some injuries and wasn't playing as well, didn't make the last Olympic team. And so she had had this resurgence in a way I'd never seen um, a player like come from this young hype, you know, to kind of falling off the radar a little bit. And then she's like leading the team and literally putting them all on her back wow. and scoring goals. And she scored half the goals for the team this, this calendar year alone. Wow. And so wow. that, Loss is it's huge yeah is and devastating think, for her too do you think I mean, they have just, someone no. that could fill that void do you have do they have a couple of people that could fill it though or no i i mean and actually yes gutted for her because she'd been playing so well like mm -hmm. that's the thing that you just go oh yeah. god um I, I i don't i think it's gonna be hard to fill honestly lise i mean this is a player that was playing out of her mind and just scoring goals and taking over games and she was 
I could, I think you could argue she was the most form player in the world. Wow. Um, and, and so I think those are hard shoes to fill. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're, they're not going to, you know, be able to contend and vie for a world cup title. They absolutely can because they have so many, I mean, the U S has such depth, but I think that's, that's going to be a real hard one to replace. They have a 18 year old and Alyssa Thompson who they brought in is kind of what they're looking at. And we have a lot of really good wingers playing in our professional league as well. So, um, they've got a few months, right. To, to find who's going to fill those shoes, but yeah, missing out on Mal is, that's, is huge tough. that's hard, but they're, but this team is really good. They're, they're number one in the world. They, um, they're the two time reigning world cup champion. You know, it's a younger group that doesn't maybe have that experience, but they still have, you know, Megan Rapino and Becky Sauerbrunn and, you, that, you know, that middle group is now aging through Crystal Dunn, Rose Lavelle. I mean, there's a lot of good players as whether they can put it all together. And the last thing I'll say is the rest of the world, as we know, is, is getting really invested in women's football, getting especially better. in Europe. And so those European teams, because now all these big clubs are spending a lot of money on their women's programs, those players are really good. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of screwed that Europe's getting really good. <laughs> Damn them. No, trying. Julie, Damn. you, yeah, screw them. Um, no, I, it was funny. I was having a conversation with somebody when I was down at Stanford for the game changers events that you were honored at. I know you couldn't make oh, it. But I was so were, sad to miss I know that. it was, we were sad to miss you too, but it was a really cool event and so many amazing women. It was a, you know, title nine anniversary. Um, all the game changers and Stanford athletics over the years it was really cool. But one of the, the conversation at my table was that, yeah, it, the tide has shifted because Title IX kind of gave the U.S. a leg up. Like we had kind of a little bit of a head start in terms of investing in totally. female athletes and women's sports. And yeah. and now it is the rest of the world is starting to catch up and it's going to sure. be a lot harder and more competitive. I, I've yeah. got to ask you, do, do you have I know you wouldn't ever say this on ESPN or any of your like official when you're wearing the broadcasting hat, but here on the Your Mom podcast, maybe anything goes. Do you have a favorite player? Like who is your who's your gal on this team? Um I would say, God, that's hard. I could pick one from each line, but <laughs> the one that's like so much fun to watch is Rose Lavelle. Yeah. She just can spin a game on its head and, and so quickly with the way she plays, like so good on the ball. And she's just a love. She's a goofball and funny. And um, so, I yeah, I think probably Rose, I would say is the one that, you know, and I think a lot of fans, like when Rose touches the ball, you, you constantly, you're like, Oh, okay. What's going to happen. Um, Love that's it. always a good thing to happen in soccer. And her mom's a trip is from what I hear. <laughs> We're going to get her mom. We got to get, gotta get her all, on. Yeah. Mom, you need your Rose's mom. mom on the pod. Cause he makes yeah. Rose look boring. It's been way more fun. <sighs> wow. Okay. Wait. So now tell me about your kids. You have two kids, right? I do. 14 and 16. How about that, Lisa? Wow. Um, you, know, you know those ages. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. terrifying. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Busy. My 16-year-old just got her license. So clear oh, the roads, Southern look California. Out. Look out, Southern. Holy hell. Walk the roads. If, there any, if she's anything like her mom, steer Good clear. <laughs> oh, that's an exciting um, yeah, time. Good. No, they're great kids. Izzy Do plays they... soccer. Declan, my 14-year-old, is a basketball player. He goes, okay, mom. Cool. From a very young age, he goes, mom, too much running in soccer. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. I love it. He's a big boy. We call it, we, When he was growing up, we called him Gronquito. 
Um, I love it. Grunkito. Uh, And so he's a big Christian McCaffrey fan. Big. He's he's like, no, Christian's autograph. I'm like, I am not bugging Lisa for an autograph. No. I will get him an autograph. autograph. Yes. If he wants an autograph, I will get. He has to, he has you as his mom. He's got to put up with you. That kid deserves the world. He deserves the least he could do. Lisa for an autograph. I'm like, I am not texting Lisa for an autograph. Oh, I will get that kid an autograph if it's the last thing I do. Basketball is a hard sport to be a parent in. I've had to sit in gyms when my kids were playing and you, A, you see all the faces. So you know what they look like. You know, football, you're a little bit hidden with the helmet, but their faces are right there and you can hear the opposing teams just ridicule and heckle. And it is so, that was the most intense game I've ever been a part of watching my kids play basketball and they all played. It's it's yeah. Tough. Are you? Do you get on the? Do you get on the court and like yell at the ref and get in the face? Oh, yeah. Yell at the coach yeah, right. and put him in and stuff. Right. Like you yeah. do that a lot. Grab him by the collar. Yeah. Good. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I always say with basketball or just gyms, like gyms are so loud, right? So loud. I think it'd yep. be so great to just do a. You don't need any. Uh, just sound and visuals, like a documentary slow motion of people just like. Totally, totally, yes. Yeah, That's every court. You look around; it's just insanity in basketball. It is. It's so funny. You see that even in the pros. You see those women like yelling, like as the players are exiting, they're like yelling at them. You're like, yeah. "Lady, guys, calm down for real. Chill calm down." I, I, but I think that's to the point of it, you have achieved the highest career success you can in, in a sport. And so having played at that high level, Julie, I'm curious what your and for the you know parents of, of kids who are coming up and playing sports that listen to this podcast, what do you think the role of a parent should be? In they should their shut kids the hell up is what the role should be. <laughs> okay, we're done. That's it. No more your mom. That's it. That's, this is the last podcast. This is the only advice you need, That's parents. You need. Yep. Shut the hell up. I get so irate when parents, yeah. I mean, this just happened this weekend. We were at a tournament. I was sitting next to two parents who were yabber and I was like, I cannot do this. And it was, you know, n- normally in a gym when it's so loud, you can't hear it all necessarily because it's just chaos. But it was just one court, and I was like, Are they like this all the time? All our parents shut up. It's embar- yeah, it's embarrassing. Oh it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. And like. Who wants to hear that? No one needs right. to hear that. And if it's parents, you're not helping your kid, right? No. And if it's parents on your team, like where your kid is playing, your kid will get the the. You know, they'll think it's him. They'll think it's you. They immediately yeah. like if somebody else is acting up, they would be like, "Oh, that's Ed McCaffrey's um team." And so, yeah. Ed, like, but Ed wasn't yelling. You're like, we weren't yeah. yelling. It was somebody yeah. else, and then we're getting a bad rap. That happened a lot. A yeah, lot. you're like, right? Hey, what? Like, I, I can't believe help. Ed yells all yeah, the time. Like, yeah, no, there was one rumor that Ed got in a fight, like a physical fight, after <laughs> at a game. You're like, no, he did not get in a fight. He's never hit anyone <laughs> because of my kids' sports. No, sorry, but yeah, things just get. Parents, yeah, there's a lot I, of the out of control stuff. So. Yeah, you. They just gotta. I mean, you yeah. ask a kid, what's the first thing they say? I don't want you talking. Like, yeah. no. The only time I ever talk at a game, the only thing I will say, it's a collective. Like, here we go, five. They're called five on five. Here we go, five. Here we go. Fair. Here we go, Blues. That's my my kid's soccer team. I, they, that's it. <laughs> do you help? Do you help coach your daughter? Because your son doesn't play your daughter, right? Do you do help coach oh, her at all? Or hell no? no. Hell no. no. Did you ever coach any of their teams? No. 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 <laughs> 
Do they know what a big deal you are? Like, do that because I think some you start every morning before breakfast. They have yeah. to like watch a Let's highlight. Review, kids. Yeah, look at this, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I know. I uh, that yeah, it's, hard, it's hard being a parent. I, I'm not saying it's not done with the best of intentions, but like, we just need to shut up. Like, yeah. let's just shut up. Like, let's yeah. just do quiet time. And if you're cheering, it's just for the team. Like, way to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I once, I, once uh, I tell my kids all the time, my, my mom, when she used to come to games, the national team games, we used to play in this thing called the Algarve Cup in Portugal. There was no one in the stands. Okay? <laughs> it was this great tournament in March where we go to the Algarve of Portugal and play golf and drink red wine all the whole time, which is why we probably never won it. But <laughs> My mom came one year and she was in the stands and we have, you know, our little, you know, video recorder that we use for our like game footage for, for feedback that we do with the team. So they're replaying this video to the team in our game footage. And all it is, is my mom going, go Mia, go Mia, go Mia, yes Mia, yes Mia, that is such a good kick Mia. <laughs> that is a good kick cheering for every single player you know never her kid i was like yes brandy yes brandy oh brandy that was such a good play that's an amazing impersonation too i feel like wow did you say mom muted version for us to go through because this is gonna drive me crazy i do love that she wasn't at least like you know there's some parents like oh my god yeah it could have been worse well yeah at least she's positive oh she was so positive so that's that's what you want to be if you're anything be that be that that is that is so perfect such good advice i love it yep good advice fruity judy yeah tell us about your mom oh fruity judy my parents are now in their 80s but they're doing great and good um yeah and they, they, they never, ever, ever would, you know, get me in the car afterwards and be like, let's talk about the game. That's, you know, <laughs> literally mom, when I, you know, we lost the final to Norway in the 2000 Olympics. And I mean, we played a really good game, should have beat them. I was just crushed. And she was like, honey, I, I could not be prouder than oh. I am right now of you. And you should not be crying. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, Betty, I like silver metal socks. <laughs> I mean, oh, moms are the best. Wait, so then how did you get into soccer if they were, you know, just kind of not that competitive or yeah, they weren't supportive, but how did you get, how did you fall into soccer? Because as a girl falling into soccer at kind yeah. of our ages, it was unique in a way. Um, this little kid named Eric came to our door in first grade with his red rubber ball and said, do you want to play? And I was a little tomboy and I was like, yeah, of course I do. And I'd be the only girl out there running around and I'd be like, mom, sign me up, sign me up. She's like, and there was no soccer to sign you up at age six at that time. And so AYSO started in our area the very next year. So at age seven, I was like, sign me up, AYSO, AYSO. And that's how I got going. And they honestly, they never even came to games. I don't remember your parents coming to Stanford, but I know they did. I shouldn't say that, but I don't remember. I was like, yeah, Ashley's like, oh, I'm like, I don't know if I met your mom or dad. Yeah, they, they didn't. Really they were, they, I was the fourth kid. It was like, yeah. sweet. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way yeah. out. Boom. Good luck out there, honey. <laughs> Good don't luck. Memories. You got this. <laughs> you can do it. We believe no. in you. Bye. I That's literally had to convince amazing. them to come to the first World Cup. 
I'm like, no, dad, it's kind of a big deal. He's like, it's a really big, it's a really busy time of the year. I'm like, no, it's a world cup. I know you guys don't do soccer. I mean, but now I look back and I'm like, oh, how refreshing. I was just going to say, I appreciate the hell out of that. Yeah, me too. And so like when, you know, my husband and I are like, I'm like, oh, I'm away. I'm going to miss that game. And he used to be like, oh, you're missing another game. I was like, yeah, my parents never came to a game. It's fine. Right. We shouldn't go to every game. Like, yeah. let them play without eyes on them all the time. It's fine. Right. Let the coaches. I coach. do think I, I really do respect and appreciate that, and and I I believe that one of the things and working in, in around college athletics, it's like parents have made their entire a lot of parents have made their entire lives nice. around their kids and their yeah. kids' sporting endeavors, and it the pressure, Julie, like from your perspective of what you've seen. The way that it changed maybe from when you guys were playing in college to what it is now, how, how would you describe? It's insane. Yeah, because it's, it's you look at the numbers and the data and, and what is going on with people and the depression yeah, it, and the suicide rates, like it, it's real and it's heavy. Yeah, it's, it's not good at all. And, and the model is so whacked too, right? It costs so much money and there's so much travel and and God, God forbid you want to play a second sport. How dare you? Because you're not going right. to have a life. You're not going to be able to go to school. I mean, Izzy tried to play volleyball as well. When she first started high school, she had played both in, in middle school and she could not keep it up. It was just too much. So she ended up having to drop one. And of course she's not dropping soccer. I would never allow that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're that mom. I, was, I was like, well, which one are we thinking? Gonna, please be soft. Please she be was soft. like, she was like, I think I'm going to drop volleyball. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You couldn't disappoint mommy, dearest. She knew no. the pageant mom. But, yeah, it's it's intense. It it's way intense. too intense. I know the girls here in Colorado, there's been a lot of really good girls. Mal Pugh's actually from Colorado, from yeah. high school right nearby. But there's a lot of girls that have come out. And um, a lot of the parents found out, oh, you played soccer team or whatever. It asked, you know, how did what was it like? And for us, we didn't, I didn't, I didn't play on a club team till junior year of high school. And it was kind of a secondary thing. And now right. the girls don't play their high school and only play their club team. And, you know, I'm like, what's the end goal here? Is it a scholarship? Because if it's a scholarship, you're spending more money on the club team, the travel, everything else um, yeah. before you even get to the, get to college. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, so facts. Yeah, it's right. It's crazy. So yeah. And I, I remember and the never last mind the pressure of it. Like right. we were at a showcase, Izzy plays for an ECNL team in, um, here in Southern California. We were at a showcase the other day. There's like 50 coaches on the sidelines with their little mm-hmm. scouting boards and, um, I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember one coach ever coming out to watch yeah. us play. Did you Same. ever? Right? Never, never. And we, you know, and I played a couple, I think we play, I played a tournament out in California one time and that was the biggest deal ever. And I don't, yeah. there wasn't one coach that was there that I re, that I recall that I knew of. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Not at all. No, it's so intense. So, and the other thing is I think I mean, they I, play multiple yeah. sports. I think it's huge because you're, you're developing yeah. other muscles and other, you know, brain chemistries. I just think it's good to develop, um, all like develop in all sports, because I do think it helps prevent injuries when you just play soccer totally. all the time. It's totally. inevitable. Things are going to break down. So I'm a huge proponent of making the kids play multiple sports. And I know yeah. that as long as you can, as long as you can. Exactly. Yeah, and I if know, you're a coach in this space or a parent, like allow that no, yes. don't make them guilty about it like right I think a lot of coaches go oh i allow it and then they're like why are you missing practice and How then dare they you penalize you and then oh you don't play or you don't you yeah. know you don't start or you know they penalize the player i don't yeah. know it's 
and you're just like, this is high school. This should be fun. Still it's should be really much. fun. It's so. too much. And I, yeah. I don't know, but, um, the thing I constantly have conversations with both kids about is, um, it's great that you love your sport and you want to play at the next level, but like soccer, isn't who you are. It's what you do. Right. Basketball right. isn't Good. who you are. It's what you do. Like there's right. a lot of other things. If you don't play soccer in college, right? We don't care. Right. In fact, I would argue, look at division two, look at division three, look at club. You know, my niece had a great soccer career at Cal Berkeley playing on the club team and yeah, absolutely right. loved it, you know, cause you have so many good players that aren't playing at division one level. Did that the Stanford club team beat them though? That's all I care about. <laughs> um, I, I did check in on that every, every time. That's all that matters. She said that Berkeley crushed the, 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 the club, Stanford club team. I was like, I don't believe it. Send, send me, send me a screenshot. I need to see a score. <laughs> and you may even have more fun. I mean, again, you probably have yeah. more balance in your life. Right. Yeah. And that's right, the you know, thing. Like, I'm like, you want, you want that balance. So yeah, I think it's yeah. just talking them off the ledge a little bit. Like we have to yeah. constantly do that and have those conversations, but are, by nature, are they competitive and intense? Cause I mean, both you and your yeah, husband played at yeah. a high level. I, mean, I would think yeah. they would be so. And yeah. I mean, you know it well, Lisa, you guys both played at a high level. And so mm -hmm. they have that to live up to, right? Like, right. And they're competitive. So they put yeah. a lot of pressure on themselves. So that is, that's, right. you know, we have, you, we have to back off just so that they're. Yeah, exactly. Like made, I, and I have have those conversations a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need you to play division one soccer. If yeah. you don't, if you stop today, mm -hmm. I would be fine with that. You're going to play a sport and mm -hmm. yeah. play a team sport, but right. I like it. If, doesn't, you, if they don't, are you going to put them in pageants or like make them do something else <laughs> or like take like an instrument practice constantly? What are you going to supplement? I did, I did say to my mom once, I can't believe you never taught me how to play an instrument. And she was like, Oh, please don't <laughs> start with me on this. I was like, why didn't you teach me how to play an instrument? So I was more balanced. Uh, basically child abuse. I tried to sit your ass at the piano and you left. You wouldn't sit. Okay. That like, happened to me. Yeah. Same. I tried to like introduce my kids to piano. Same thing when they were young and they, they like wanted no part of it. And then all of a sudden our neighbor who's actually could play told Christian and in like seventh or eighth grade, you know, girls really like it. If you can play piano do bam, the next day that guy's like playing <laughs> like magnet. Whitney Houston songs. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> that's what it took. He's like playing all these. And now he's engaged to a former Miss Universe. So it <laughs> all worked all out. The goal was successful. That is oh, hilarious. Gosh. Yeah. Playing piano to get uh, chips. Football's see, not going to do it, but it was not piano can. I, it, Julie, you've been so gracious with your time and we will let you go soon because we could sit no, here with you all day long. And I know you've got a, a lot of things going on, but I think to the point of, you know, the way that you've thought about trying to be intentional about parenting your kids through there, the way that they have played sports and developed and all of the rest, how hard was it? Um, or what was the transition like when you stopped playing? Because even as someone who never even came close to scratching the surface of the level that you guys played at. I really had a hard time when my athletic mm -hmm. career ended yeah. my freshman year of college. I struggled yeah. like your identity has been wrapped yeah. up. So to your point of what you said, you're not, that's not who you are. It's what you do. Yeah. How did you, like, what was that kind of stage yeah. of your life like? You know, and this was never anything that I even um, <clears throat> like consciously prepared for. I wasn't, it wasn't cognizant in terms of like, uh, diversify in college into things you want to do. But for some reason, I just knew like, 
I was not the type of player that I needed to consume soccer 24 seven, right? For example, Brady Chastain, very much like that to this day, consumes, 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 watches everything, you know, wants to coach all the time. Like I was like, ah, shoot me now if that's me, because I cannot, that's not me. Like I didn't want that. I wanted to be doing a million different things outside of soccer. So I quickly realized that about myself. And so um, as my national team career progressed, I just started dabbling in a lot of different things and television and, um, and, and just really following my passion and curiosity and not knowing at all that that would make that transition so much easier. Mm. It's just, and now I look back and go, oh, that's why the transition was so easy for me is wow. because I didn't identify as soccer player first. I identified as soccer players, a great part of, you know, my life, but like, yeah, I don't want to be a coach. I don't, you know, like I, I want to try different adventures. You know, I, when I first got out of soccer, NBC wanted me to call the Olympics for soccer. And I was like, I don't want to call the Olympics. I want to like learn how to put a piece together. Can you teach me that? So I went to the Olympics, the winter Olympics, so they could teach me how to do TV. <clears throat> with them, but I wouldn't call soccer games. I just did features. Wow. Yeah. Um, because I was like, it's too much of the same stuff. So I actually um, didn't have a hard transition because of that, because I oh. already had so many other interests that I didn't identify. And which is why I have that conversation now with my kids. And I tell a lot of young kids, like, I get it. It's a very big part of our identity. And all those habits of working out and being around awesome women and having that community of teammates and that sisterhood is all part of who I am. But like you can replace that with another sisterhood and you can still work out and you can still get all those things you love that bring the endorphins. Um, but it doesn't have to be necessarily on the soccer field and figuring that out earlier, I think helped. That's great. I respect the hell out of that. And I, I think that is excellent advice for both young people who are playing sports and parents of young people who are playing sports. Cause yeah, it is hard to not get totally wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. Just like your totally. portfolio diverse, diversify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lisa has a very diverse portfolio. I just got to say, I'm so glad that you did not die a virgin on the field that day, Lisa. Cause <laughs> I thank God. Thank Truly. God. Thank Whew. God. I didn't would have missed out on a lot of good things in life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Julie, thank you for being so generous uh, with your time. We absolutely love you. You're the best. Of course. Thanks for doing this pod. It matters. It makes a difference. You're yeah. sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. Being enjoy you. the World Cup. Yeah. Thank you. Are you guys going to get over there? No. Lise, come on. I'm you, coming. I'm your fluffer. Lise is coming as your fluffer. I'm going to fix that hair. Let's that go. Movie. You can be my mister. Yes, I will be your mister. Yes. Oh, it's winter time down there. We might not need a mister. Oh, I'll do it any. I'll do I'll find some. I'll be I'll do powder. I'll do your powder on your face right before you go on and then we'll explore New Zealand. That'd be a blast. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm adding you. I'm adding you to the thread. They're going to be Thank rude. you. Okay, yes, please. I know. Come on. That's so rude. That's a good trade for a Christian McCaffrey autograph. You guys are, the, you guys are the, mean girls. the mean girls. Let's not include her. <laughs> so you. She's a, tell, tell, you, tell them she's not a virgin anymore. No, I can be in the group. On the group I'm not, I've had sex four times and that's it. That's absolutely it. Done. <laughs> so 100% success rate. <laughs> I always know that about you. <laughs>